0: The Pizza and Pop Podcast. We are coming back. I think it's episode 14. I'm not sure. I haven't done one of these in months, Uh, but we've got a great show for you guys today. We've got a great lineup. Uh, To my right, we got D-Rod. The host of... D-Rotten. D-Rotten! There you go. I'm already messing up, like guys. D-D- I'm already, Ramone and Johnny uh, Rotten. Uh, I'm, over, I'm already rusty. As you can tell, it's not his real name, so... <laughs> his kay- kayfabe name. D-Rotten's in the house. Uh, he's the host of an awesome podcast called From the Dungeon. Check it out when you get a chance. Uh, D-Rotten, you got anything to say off the top? Ah, dude, I'm, I'm glad you brought the show back, and I'm glad I'm on this fucking thing, bro. God oh, thanks, man. Thanks. That means a lot. Uh, coming up next, we got Dave Durkin, who is smarter than the rest of us and retired from comedy, so now he's just <laughs> chilling out. How's it going, Dave? I'm
1: very good. Great to, to, to be back. Uh, great to be back on a podcast. Hell yeah, Still D- not doing live comedy. I love that <laughs> shirt you got, dude. Cobra Kai forever, oh. brother.
0: This is, uh, that's, this is a good conversation <laughs> for a podcast, guys. Dave Durkin has a great shirt Cobra on. Cobra
1: Kai um, uh, body bags fuck hoodie Dan. fuck daniel
0: a <laughs> leg there you Sorry. go uh um yeah so dave Durkin is a return is this your second or third time this i think is my fourth time oh wow actually all right, all right. if you put up numbers you and uh, my friend carlos i think are, uh, are my top uh, my top repeat guests and then uh last but certainly not least is my brother phil wells in the house
2: i am certainly least <laughs>
0: <Yeah. laughs> phil Wells, the only thing to say to people
2: yeah, my hand is okay. I burnt my hand on Sunday, but now it's just blistered.
0: You're no. good? Yeah, you've been posting a lot of stuff with uh, gloves on. It was
2: traumatic. It was the worst pain I've ever been in, but now it's just Dude, I was so wondering ugly. why you guys
0: looked alike, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it didn't look alike. <laughs> I forgot to tell D-Rotten that <laughs> <laughs> Phil else is my brother. Wait a um, second.
2: D-Rotten, which one of us is older?
3: I mean, you sound older. But I think he's old.
2: Ah, you did it. Most people say that I'm older, but I am younger.
0: Phil has—he's uh, married, uh, two children, house owner. Uh, you guys are in my apartment. I have a cat.
1: So,
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's uh, why everyone thinks Phil's older. Um, yeah. Uh, what was it? You texted me when you burned your hand and uh, i felt really bad i didn't know what to say i was like oh, i
2: needed an right. outlet cuz i was I felt like i wanted to cry but i couldn't cry in front of my kids because right. of like toxic masculinity yeah. and so i was like who can i tell about this you know fate that has befallen me so i texted josh
0: a day later I was like I, I started to feel bad because I thought I was like maybe you wanted me to take him to the hospital <laughs> or something like maybe I was supposed to ask because oh, like man. you couldn't just leave or you know uh, but whatever um,
1: I like that Phil has two kids but Josh has more dolls in his house than <laughs> Phil does
0: I, uh, <laughs>
2: you've never seen my house but you know by instinct that there is no way I could have more dolls in my house than this
0: I have I have a lot of pop dolls uh, I have a stuffed I have a stuffed dog stuffed beaver stuffed cats unicorn I do have a girlfriend that lives here and a lot of this on her but not all of it i noticed you're a wizard of hogwarts oh well that's definitely that's definitely danny's uh uh not mine she would she would kill me if i took credit for that one uh all right let's start talking about what i invite you guys here to talk about uh we're gonna start the show off with motley Crue. uh to my credit to who i think personally is probably the the biggest best Hair metal band of all time. I, I wouldn't even call them. A, they're not a hair metal band, dude. You don't think they're hair metal? No. I mean, what do you I think mean, they are? I mean, How would you they're, classify? They're, they're a
3: theatrical band. Every album that they put out, they look totally different. Now, if you compare them, to Poison, or one, or like you know, Striper or LA Guns, they look like fucking chicks in every album. Motley Crue looked just like like they're, um, they're basically what the album was. Like Theater of Pain, they looked like you know they were you know actors in a the theater. You know, Shot of the Devil. They look like some fucking uh, demented fucking you know uh, what do you call it? Uh dominatrix or some shit right. you know?
2: Did they tour as those characters for yeah. those
0: albums?
3: Yeah, but I they always
0: had long hair and spandex. Oh, of course, I mean that was a thing he back was... then, dude. Long hair. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Know? They were they were still part of the scene, right? Like, oh they were... of course, yeah, no,
3: they were they were tossed in there, but they were totally different. That's like saying Kiss was a, a hair metal band back then in the
1: '80s. I, th- well, I think yeah, okay. but Kiss predated. Uh, the hair metal, the the poisons and those,
3: yeah. But I mean, but I mean, they tried to jump in that into that uh, genre, if you want to say that. But I mean, in the eighties, I still wouldn't call Kiss a hair metal band. It was just rock and roll, no matter what they wore or what they looked like.
2: They're yeah. a whole other animal, though. They're yeah. like yeah. they're like would, a Guar like band, whatever that is. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: I, I do I think they like Kiss when they when they uh, when they unmask themselves, right? When they came out without the makeup, mm. I I feel like they almost. That was almost like they was, were threatened by that hair that, metal. That was on Lick It Up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like they, they saw that the trends were changing and moving away from them, and instead of, instead of remaining big, well, big it, bad kids. I, I mean, if you think
3: about this, though, man, I'm a big fucking Kiss fan. It's, uh, it's, it's during the Unmasked up to um, fucking... It was Unmasked, The Elder, and Creatures of the Night. Those three albums right there, dude, they were like packing maybe 3,000 people at a show. When in the 70s, they were normally packing like 20. Right. You know, so I mean, they saw the writing on the wall when they saw these hair metal bands packing 20, and they're packing three. We're going to take off the makeup and follow their trend. You know, that's basically what it was.
0: Yeah. So it's it's weird to see the predecessor become the follower. Exactly. uh, It's almost... I don't want to call it sad, but it's a little sad. That is I, sad, it? dude. It was sad. But it's, also, that's... their
2: music in the '70s was awesome, and their music in the '80s.
1: Yeah. The 80s. <laughs> no, yeah. I can't.
3: <laughs> I can't say that, man. Some of the '80s shit was fucking dope, man. Yeah.
1: Uh, I'm, I'm kind of with you on you that. Know, I'm mean, with the, I'm the, X the sex. It. But is it yeah, better? Is it,
0: okay. is it on the same level <laughs> as like Detroit Rock City? No. They, okay. Yeah. '70s was classic. '80s right.
3: was more or less just like you know these are some awesome songs, man. You know, but they're not fucking you know classic they're gonna last two fucking decades yeah i think you know, taking off
2: the makeup was a mistake because if they were putting out those bangers anyway why not be recognizable
1: like exactly. kiss was iconic but yeah no i think at that they had to do something they were kind of they didn't have to do anything they were kind of, yeah, but they were kind of off. No one was talking about Kiss. They kind of had to do something right, like, to get a little like, buzz like we and said, yeah. Twenty thousand to three
3: thousand. Yeah. Did it help? You know? Did it help with their attendance? I feel like, of course they ran. They fucking they jumped on the wagon, bro. Then they started uh, started to go up because they started touring with the hair metal bands.
0: Uh, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, not helped. You know? me. <laughs> I mean, uh, they put get- a lot of
3: them under their wing.
0: Man, we you really got did. into Kiss, man. Yeah, yeah
3: man. with yeah. this yeah. yeah. Motley, Motley Crue thing, like the
1: Kiss Navy. <laughs> I, uh
0: I remember being in high school and like Kiss was making a comeback. It was like that. It was like uh, I want to say like ninety four, ninety five. They were doing like a reunion oh, tour. Re- oh, that was awesome, dude! And uh, mm-hmm. and like they were such a, a polarizing thing. They were like a polarizing band at that time did for you see people how you, my age did because you see it was how like the
3: world fucking just started shaking because Kiss was coming back. Well, it is kind of
0: crazy. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Like, like when they took off their makeup, it's almost like they had to take off their makeup just to put it on again and be welcomed back as like. World conquering heroes because it was huge when they did it. Oh, I so wasn't yeah. into it. I wasn't. I was like, oh, these old guys again. But uh, uh, I mean, I had friends my age. They were really, really into it. Like uh, you Dude, know, I know,
3: I know people that went to like five or six shows in a row. Man, yeah, straight at the Garden, bro. Garden was sold out like almost like five or six nights straight.
0: Sold out garden, bro. Do you think they could do that now? Hell no. No. Oh. Do you think Motley Crue could sell it out one night? Hell yes. Yeah, well, yeah, because With there's fucking publicity right now. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's really what I wanted to uh, talk about how, like, now, like, Motley Crue's kind of back on the map for uh, and the K- movie. The Kiss discovered
2: Motley Crue. Did oh. they? Damn. Didn't we all discover <laughs> Motley Crue at
0: some point? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I guess it was somewhere in LA. I don't, I don't they didn't cover that. It in was kind of like Gene,
3: Sim- Gene Simmons was <laughs> one of the ones. Who tried? You know, Gene Simmons was trying to get Van Halen on, and Van Halen <laughs> didn't like that uh, Gene Simmons wanted them
1: to double up the guitars. Oh, so okay. they
3: kind of like you know straight away because they wanted to keep single guitar and bass.
1: Plus, what know? year is this? I mean, Van Halen yeah. was huge. I mean, Van late seventies. Was... Yeah, Van Halen was huge in the late seventies. were probably like, Before. we don't need you, Kiss or yeah. Van Halen. Yeah, Gene Simmons. Yeah. Gene Simmons the paid for their, guitarists their, guitarists paid
3: for their first demo. Okay.
0: They did it. Oh, okay. They did it in Electric Lady Studios in Manhattan. All right, yeah. D. Rotten coming through. <laughs> solid factoids. St- stupid like the stupid facts about Kiss. No, no, that's cool. <laughs> Look, Kiss Look. needs a biographer. They got D. Rotten now in her pocket. That's it. I'm looking Look. forward to your. I'm looking forward to your Kiss book. Oh man, we'll, we'll have you back on the podcast uh, to sell it. I
1: will. I will say I was not a Motley Crue guy. I I thought they were kind of in the hair. Uh, I was sort of, uh, you know, before all the rap East Coast West Coast battle, the the white guys had the Guns N' Roses Motley Crew battle, and that <laughs> I was Team Guns N' Roses on that one. Oh, so, uh, but I, I, I couldn't do all the. People yeah, I I, I, I will kind of admit going. now, going back, you know, there was some good Motley Crew. So I probably would go to a reunion thing, just but yeah, at the time it was like I was like, oh, these guys are so off. This isn't you know, this isn't you, you rock That home, was Sweet Home when it came out home I that I was decade, probably secretly sh- that was one of those uh what do you like the guilty play any Motley Crue song <laughs> I liked at that time it was a guilty pleasure oh, like guilty nobody pleasures. knew that I you also, know and now the- I got to kind of come clean like there were some I would go see them but at the time I wouldn't liking the ballad
2: from a metal band is not liking the band that's just like
1: yeah <laughs> true. like I I remember like laughing when they cut they didn't they cover Anarchy or something? Didn't they cover Sex Pistols? Was it Anarchy and the Motley Crew? Yeah, I think, they... I think, yeah, I think they, they did Anarchy. Did. No, I think they, I think they, they did. Recently did? No, not recently. I'm talking like in 19... 1990. In 1990, and I remember like laughing at it, like, "Oh, this is so like lame." This is, a... yeah. I think I know you. <laughs> yeah. I think I
0: sort. Of, I have like vague memories of that me for me, Motley. Crue, I remember when I was like 10, 11 years old. I, I Motley Crew was my favorite band in the world. I told everyone, I was like, "This is my favorite band. They rock so hard." Uh, I just thought, I just thought that that's what Rocking Hard was all about. Um, I remember nice. when Doctor Feelgood came out. That was like my favorite album when I first listened to it. Um, what's, I have this like really clear cut memory of being like an 11 year old kid. I called out sick from school. I was really sick. Like I was, in, I was really sick. And my mom offered to uh, go to Blockbuster back in the day when they had those things and rent anything I wanted. You know, she's like, "What do you want me to rent for wow. you uh, while you're home sick <laughs> And I was like, oh, if they have anything about Montley Crue, you know, like a documentary or something. And Montley Crue had this wild, like,
1: I don't
0: even want to call it a documentary. It's really just like an asshole follow them around with a camera and yeah. you see a lot of vulgar stuff. And I remember like two minutes into it, they're like cruising down Sunset in a limo. And there's a pool in the back of the limo, like outside. Yes. And there's naked women in the in, in the pool in a hot tub bless with the them. 80s. And I'm like, I can't watch this, you know, because like my mom's home. And I'm like, she she was like, you know, she wasn't in the same room with me, but I felt really awkward suddenly. I was like, oh, and but because of that, I was like, oh, they're so badass, you know, like that's the most like what's cooler than that. Uh, and it kind of just cemented my Motley Think about Hood, it, dude. That's punk rock. Motley Crew fanhood. <laughs> I punk guess, rock, man but they were also everyone in LA was like acting crazy at that time right yeah. like, look at
3: their music too man their their riffs were kind of punk
1: they weren't they weren't they weren't cockroach see i liked their i liked like live wire i like that was a, that was the first song i heard of them i and somebody was like oh this at that time it was like before anyone knew of metallica or anything it was like oh these are like the hardest rock guys that was the first. and then I, and then they came out it was more kind of like poppyish when they got more popular and you know, and then I was like, oh, these guys are, that was just right
3: my around. thing, I mean, yeah. Like, in the beginning, they were fucking, they were punk, dude. Maybe <laughs> in the punk, beginning,
0: man. but I mean, they'll even own up to it now. There's a couple albums where the, the band's like, that was garbage. Um, <laughs> you could throw away the new lead singer album. I, some you know, people oh, are about anyway, that I <laughs> wasn't <laughs> into
3: this shit. It was if it wasn't Motley Crue Cooligan's Holiday
0: would have been the shit. You know, I, th- I like I always wonder like what if like another band put out Load instead of Metallica, Load and Reload, right? Like it every, if it was just some brand new it. band, people would be like, "Man, this is like really excellent music." But because it was Metallica, the same band that wrote Injustice for All, it's like, "Oh, this They're is on a pedestal dude." <laughs> they yeah. Up to it, man. Absolutely. Um but, uh, yeah, so have, you, have you read the book, The Dirt? Has anyone read the book? No. Nah. I not read a, the Wikipedia not a reader, entry. Not a, all right. <laughs> I read The Dirt before I saw the The movie is a cliff notes for the book. I could. I, yeah. Um, I'll figure that. I, and, like, uh, and I, was really, I was really hyped when the movie came out because I was like, oh, finally, I read the book first, you know? Like, I felt like a nerd for once uh, about that sort of thing. And, uh, but man, the book—I want to recommend it to people. How, but much, how much more sick shit was in the book? Dude, it's so dark. There's so much darkness in that book. I—my uh, first takeaway when I finished the dirt was—I uh, was like, "Wow, there are no good guys in this book. They're all—they're <laughs> all pieces of trash. They're all—they're all shitty people. They're all—they're all douchebags, and they all." and they own up to it too they're just like yeah i did this shitty thing and that shitty thing and it's like it's so overwhelming that like as an experience like that's kind of like the main thing i remember about that book it's like motley crew it's composed of shitty people Hey,
3: <laughs> <laughs> tommy lee was hitting chicks no they were well they were well he was hitting chicks yeah but i mean they were all banging each other's chicks yeah you know it's like it that that went to me right there it's like it's like you know, you're you you're banging your fucking boy as your drummer's fucking wife. You're a piece of shit, dude. You should be. There's a billion other fucking chicks out in the world, right? For you to be banging your boy's fucking wife. You know who you actually are on the road with, three hundred something days a year. You know, that that's one thing I, I'm not cool with uh, that Mister uh, Mister Six did. You know, uh, you remember that one part in the movie, right? Wait, wait which one? Where uh, Six Six was banging uh, Tommy's fucking. Oh tail. yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, was fucked up, dude. I mean, I, it's like, yeah, you that, banged that, Tommy's your, that, fiance. That's your boy. And you have an endless pool of groupies. Exactly, dude. <laughs> you take that, please. <laughs> any any
0: flavor of the week you wanted. Why'd you want his fucking ice cream? Maybe it was true love. <laughs> I don't think so. This is the <laughs> we're talking about, dude. They just had no. <laughs> they had no moral compass. They, nah. uh, I, and and like they were worse together. Like that. Like they would bring out the worst in each other. Uh, they, it was like a contest to see who like the biggest douchebag was at times.
3: I mean, three, I think McMars was the coolest
0: though—the old one. He wasn't doing so,
3: shit. Now that, I, now that <laughs> I'm like 39
0: mature. years old, like I watched that movie, and I was like connecting with him the most because he's yeah. the old guy in the band, even though he's probably like 23 in the movie or whatever. You know, he was just fucking—he was just basically—he he told you how it was.
2: Wasn't he dead for two hours from a heroin? No, that was Nicky Six okay. was.
0: Nikki yeah, six, yeah, yeah. Nikki uh-huh. Six got uh, hooked on the junk real bad. Mars was uh, uh, acted
2: like a ghost all the time.
1: Yeah,
0: like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's <getting straight laughs> yeah, yeah. head. <laughs> it's, it's, it's weird, but yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I for, there's something else I wanted to say about Molly Crew, but I can't remember. They're not at
2: all like Poison.
0: <laughs> I mean, they're. I mean, they're not. Uh, I guess like at one time in pop well, culture, they were, like, both, like, two right, of the biggest... neck and neck. Two, yeah, they were two of the biggest bands, so it was, like... <laughs> but, I mean, I'd, I think... I'd was there a rivalry? For... I don't know. I remember when Vince oh. Neal challenged
1: Axl Rose That was fight, the thing. And yeah.
0: the video made it to MTV News, and it was, like... That's right up your alley, dude. Yeah. It was, like, we were I'm watching... I, I <laughs> that remember. was the rivalry I remember. I, yeah, I don't yeah. remember anybody else with them. Um, well, GNR is, like, what st- started my, like, I don't yeah. like yeah. Motley Crue anymore thing. Yeah. So I was, like, oh, this is really badass stuff. Yeah, And then Grunge came, and I was, like, totally done with it um, until I got older and I was like oh it's cool to like that again it's fine it doesn't matter I mean I don't listen to it a lot but you know I'll put on Dr. Feel Good.
3: oh dude man if it pops on I mean I mean I, I fucking I, I have fucking uh, oh god they're fucking
0: first with Shot of the Devil yeah but I mean when, it, when, when I mean, you pop on any one of those songs on the radio do i listen to it uh, do you think like Motley Crue like to a certain extent right like they're never in these conversations for like greatest song greatest album most talented, yeah.
3: Or like, like you come on, like one of the greatest fucking love ballads of all time, bro. Fucking home sweet home is the fucking is up there. I don't ah, know, man. Love you know. ballads of all, all time, man. Time, I mean, come on. Man. You <laughs> know, it is interesting. You that if you balance. put on, if you put on home sweet home, though, you're getting the fucking goosebumps. Now,
1: nah. you, you know, it is interesting to say, and I'm saying this as someone who has said that I wasn't the biggest fan, but um. You think of, like, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which I don't know how much credibility that has anymore, how many people have been thrown in, but, I like, I don't... They're not well, in there, are they? Or None. was Motley Crue, they're not in the... Nope. Right? And no. I've never even heard, like, a serious discussion of, like... I don't think it's Should though. they be in or not, or, well, you know... No, no, no. And if you think of, like, you know, again, whether you're a fan or not, I mean, they did have their fair share of hit songs, and, you know, I mean... Made a lot of money. Like, has Bon Jovi... Bon Is there Jovi's anything? In it. And, he yeah, just got it, but though. that's what yeah. they just got. But I mean, have they done anything like more? Rev- I mean, Bon Jovi didn't do like a yeah. Sergeant Pepper. Bon Jovi didn't change whatever you like it. Whether you like it or don't like it, they didn't like chan- change the landscape of music. You if know, who goes in
3: before Lemmy,
1: There's going to be fucking hell to pay. Well, I, uh. think that, I think that could happen though, only because like
0: uh, Motorhead. Motorhead. Look, I have nothing but respect for Motorhead, but they weren't like super famous. They they were. You, you had to be in the metal or, or like heavy rock to really know about
1: Motorhead. Yeah. Uh, Let me, you know. Josh, I'm about to jump on you right no, now. Well, it was well, well, Lemmy, man. No, you're right. Lemmy, I'm sure if we, we looked, looked there, up any I kind mean, of record sales thing, it wouldn't even be close. The look, Motley Crew, was, the right. Motorhead. If yeah. there was a heavy metal wing to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I
0: say name it after Lemmy. But <laughs> if we're talking about, uh, at some point you got to talk about success and the imprint you left on the world. And it's like, I feel like, Motorhead has probably Like a similar problem To someone like The Velvet Underground Right That's a band that Gets all the respect In the world But I mean They didn't sell shit You know Like We all know About the Velvet Underground yeah. you, we know all what, know. you know what I'm not jumping on you You got a fucking Valid point right there <laughs> I mean these are bands I mean these are bands That deserve respect And maybe there's uh, They're just not I don't know I, I think the Hall of Fame Is reserved for people Who you know Were able to sell out stadiums and
3: Oh but I also Sell it about In Europe mean America in America You really can hardly do shit Unless you're a pop act. You go overseas, man. These guys are fucking selling out fucking joints over there.
1: But I do think the critics also seem to respect punk more than metal. Like, I mean, the Ramones, I think, got in, like, first chance. And I'm sure Velvet Underground's it. Lou Reed, you know. Like I said, Lou Reed was not as famous as, you know, a million other people. But he's, like, one of the most respected ever. Right. And there does seem to be something where... I don't know. Right, punk it, like a Patti Smith is in. How many yeah. records did she sm- sell? You know. Well, yeah, well, Patti Smith is a great example. That, she yeah, and there a- one album.
0: Yeah, but that album is super famous. <laughs> everyone knows about that album. Yeah. Everybody knows about the Sex Pistols, Anarchy in the UK. Everybody should have that album. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, well, I mean, if you have albums anymore, <laughs> <laughs> everyone should spin it on their Spotify.
1: Uh, which is the most unpunked? Yeah. <laughs> 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 so Sweden definitely metal,
2: right?
0: Uh, it's just so easy to stream on Spotify. It's just, why wouldn't I? Got I got it on CD, dude. What? I still got it on CD. I probably have it somewhere, but I don't know. It's I in don't here, dude. It. You're a punk rocker.
2: It's <laughs> in here. You guys got a uh, Marie Kondo, your CD collection.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I'd get rid of any of them. I, I would just validate some dumb excuse for the worst stuff.
3: I tell you this, though, if I, if I ever, when I did get rid of some of my shit, I did it the new school way. I went right up there and I fucking downloaded it and put it right in my computer.
0: Oh, and then what? You got rid of the CD? No,
3: no, I'm saying if I got, when I got rid of certain CDs or whatever, uh, they okay. got fucked up, I went right up, like, you know, the new kids now they do, and I just went on there and I just fucking ripped them and put it in my computer. You mean, you know? you're talking about illegally? Oh fuck, <laughs> of course, of course,
2: of course. that's right. All, right. All right. Well,
0: now that we got a confession out of d Rotten, and let's get the feds in here. <laughs>
2: remember
0: when Metallica wanted to sue fans for Napster? Yeah. Oh, man, how God shitty that, was that? Dude. That that was the dark
2: times, bro. That
0: was a dark time. It was and like, put uh,
2: out an album and everyone hated it.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> it's like But God. I mean, but I mean, you know, what, what what album was that that they were fucking mad at? Was was it when they were making Load and Reload? Load. I think it was I think it
0: was, I think it was around the time of Reload. I just remember that. the garage. You days? know what? Dr. Dre and Eminem were on that anti Napster shit, too. Like, there were a lot of people that were like, you know, they didn't want to accept that the writing was on the wall. and that was it, dude. You're not
3: changing technology once it came out, bro.
0: Right. Accept accept it. I watched, uh, this is going to be a nice segue. Watch this. I watched this documentary with Joan Jett. And uh, they were talking about how they were, her and her manager, they were, like, resistant to new technology. Mm -hmm. Um, But then at a certain point, like, they just gave up, right? And they were like, Fuck it, let's put our singles out on, let's put our albums out, our music out on on Apple, iTunes. Yeah, and like in like a week or something, she made seven million dollars, and that. they were like, oh, we're really, we're really glad we did that, you know? Like seven million people probably bought "I Love Rock and Roll" for a dollar. It's like one dollar, hell yeah, I want that song. <laughs> Man,
3: look at that, bro. They followed the fucking, they followed the fucking uh, the the line of cocaine going straight to Apple.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh So speaking of Joan Jett. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about was, uh, WrestleMania and, Aww. uh, music and wrestling. Met Life next week. <laughs> uh, it's going to be in our backyard. We are, uh, we are recording in North Bergen, New Jersey. Uh, if you looked out my back window, you might see the lights of Met Life from here. You're going to hear,
3: uh, the rock come, um, music and everything outside.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hear Joan Jett live. Joan Jett's going to be at WrestleMania. Uh, for those that don't know, she, uh, Ronda Rousey comes out to, uh, Bad Reputation. Nope. And uh, I had actually six months ago predicted this. I, I not on a Seriously? podcast or anything, but to friends, and and they'll validate for me. I promise. Uh, I was like, Joan Jet's going to perform it live because why would? Because WrestleMania, they always get like live music. Yeah. I like, why wouldn't Joan Jet want to be at the New York, New Jersey area WrestleMania? You perform- called it. Yeah. <laughs> you should play the lottery. Yeah. I should. It's too bad because somebody won seven hundred million dollars yesterday, and it wasn't oh, me. Somebody, oh, yeah. Won. Yeah. somebody from Wisconsin. Yeah, one person bro. from yeah. Wisconsin, God, man. Damn it. They're gonna buy a lot of Joan Jett music. Good for them. Uh,
2: If you're listening, be my friend.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If you're listening, I don't know. Sponsor this podcast. (laughs) Give us some money to go. We got 400
3: million to fucking shove around, dude. Uh, After the government gets their
0: cut.
2: (laughs) Yeah, we do get roads and fire departments out of it, at least.
0: That's true. But if you are listening, seriously, buy me WrestleMania tickets. I don't have Mm -hmm. any yet. Um, (laughs) They're really expensive on StubHub. Um, I love the connection between uh, music and, and wrestling, though. I think that like. I think, like, wrestling entrances are kind of, like, the mo- one of the most fun parts of, of pro wrestling. And I think, like, even people who aren't wrestling fans. for the only reason
3: live, dude, to go.
0: Yeah. <laughs> people who aren't even wrestling fans, like, I think could get into that, right? Like, everyone has a scenario, like, an entrance in their head where they come out and they, they show off for the crowd and their, mm-hmm. their dream song comes on or whatever. Oh,
3: of course, dude. I
0: mean, everybody's got that, man. I mean, Punk stole mine. Well, uh, what, uh, the fucking cult, cult of personality. personality?
3: Dude, when they fucking played, I was there they at the played WrestleMania. Wrestle- uh, they played the yeah. last
0: MetLife WrestleMania. I
3: was at that WrestleMania, dude. When they fucking, I saw the fucking, I'm like, is that a band over there? And I was like, motherfucker, no. And then Man. you heard the fucking riff, and I was like, this cocksucker.
0: They wanted to make that a surprise, but uh, it, it broke on Twitter or something. Nah, dude, it was CM fucking Punk awesome. I'll tell you day. that, dude. It was, him coming out, bro,
3: was almost as big as a pop as fucking Fandango. That night,
0: <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you about Fandango. I don't want to get. I don't want to get. That cocksucker too, got a big pop. I don't want to get too into wrestling, but but we went to Monday Night Raw the next night, and Phil went with us. That's right? Phil doesn't watch wrestling.
2: It was wild. And
0: that was the night that people started doing the Fandango dance. Yeah. And like me, Phil, our friend Isis, who didn't watch wrestling, like they were doing the Fandango dance, man. You know? I mean, I was too obviously, but it was like. It was, it was it, in that moment, it was so infectious that people who didn't even, were into it wrestling was, were like, it. was number one it. It on the so fucking crazy.
3: iTunes charts. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. You know?
0: And it was really not that great of a song. It was uh, like, not,
3: after, not after, you know,
0: he started fucking jobbing him out. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, what are you going to do? Wrestling. Uh, but uh, do you guys, like, have, like, uh, do you guys have your own, like, fantasy song that you would come out to? Do you have a backup to a Cult of Personality? If you had a wrestling entrance, I mean, I mean, I,
3: I, I fucking wrote my own, right? With this old band I was in called DRC Rugged. All right. You know? What was the had, name of the song? Oh, fuck, you put me on the fucking spot here, man.
0: Come on, man. This is your entrance. Sounds um, like a good one. You gotta love it. Fucking sad to say. Sad to say. Sad all right. Sad to say. Sad to it, say. I'm gonna come it, down there and whoop your ass. Sad it, it, to it, say. It was a fucking, it was
3: a drop A rift, so it was mad deep and, you know, heavy and shit, bro. And I, Actually I uh D Rotten is known for doing wrestling promos on the internet. Okay. You yes. know, did so, you write
0: it with that in mind? Were you like, Oh, this will be good like yeah. promo well, music? Well no,
3: no, well not the riff, but I mean later on when I started doing my wrestling promos, I was like, Why the fuck would I pick somebody else's song? One of the shits I wrote. Right. You know, and I was like, This is the hardest fucking riff I ever did and that's how I started fucking every time I would do my little entrance coming in to do my promo, <laughs> that'd be my fucking theme. Where can song. people
0: catch these promos?
3: Oh, I'm <laughs> fucking oh god, what the fucking... Oh, hold on, man. Let me me fucking... If you guys want (laughs) to... Yeah, if you guys want to fucking... See wrestling promos. Laugh at uh, seven seasons of fucking D-Rotten's dumb shit. (laughs) You know, let me see what the fuck is this. Uh, Creative World Wrestling on YouTube or on Facebook.
0: Okay, creative world wrestling. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna look it up C- I'm gonna, w- <laughs> when I'm bored at work tomorrow. That's what I'm do. I'm gonna, that sounds I'm, like
2: <laughs> very artistic. It sounds like oh, artist enclave.
3: It was me and a, it was me and a couple creation. friends. You know, we had our own characters and uh, we did the wrestling matches through a WWE video game. And I edited the whole fucking all the pay per views and everything.
0: I'll say that like, you made your own characters. I did
3: everything, dude. I had we got pay per views up there where <laughs> where, <laughs> where I, added some where I edited the promos in. You know, <laughs> with the fucking and you got the <laughs> wrestling and. We got the jump scenes That's and all so that. That's so good.
0: That's so good. Did you, ever, uh, did you ever win a championship?
3: Oh, I. Uh, well, I was mostly the U.S. champ, but uh, when uh, fucking, uh, what's his name, fucking uh, Adorable Aaron, I was Rex Luger. Rex. A- adorable Aaron. You know, I uh, wasn't coming to shows no more, so Rex Luger got tired of it, and the belt got fucking, uh, the belt got taken away from him, and... Uh, they fucking basically named Rex Luger, you know, because I was running the company anyway behind the scenes. <laughs> named <laughs> so, Rex Luger, you know, the CWW Heavyweight Champion.
0: Oh, that's so wild, man.
3: <laughs> it was a video game. Were you, did you know who was going to win
2: beforehand and job to each other in the video game?
3: Yeah, we actually we actually uh, talked about, you know, who should win. You know, we yeah. weren't being real dicks to each other. We picked, you know, the, the best possible way to, like, this guy should fucking, you know, go over. Even if it was my character to losing... I would lose in the coolest way. Right. And I would even, you know, even like, even when we did the promos and shit, you know, we had the the after the after the match promos and I would come out with like, you know, fake blood or something, you know, I'm going to come after you, motherfucker, you know, feel like that. You that know, a little a, more creative rough, than
0: motherfucker, but. That was a know, rough match, you got like blood coming out. Yeah, dude.
3: I mean, <laughs> we tried to make it as real as possible. And I mean, it was only, I think, about a year and a half. But we created seven seasons worth of shit. Wow! <laughs> you
1: know?
0: Did you have like a base? Did you have like a viewer shit base? Like nah, people? No,
3: no, no. I try to get people to watch it. You know, I try to post it out. But I mean, people were more into like you know the real shit,
0: The right. backyard
3: real shit. I can understand
0: that, that. real shit, that real you know, I, I can understand people that people cracking their necks. Nobody wanted... wants to
3: see some old fucking guy and you know, fucking with a curtain <laughs> behind them. You know, talking
1: shit. have came out the glory ass. days. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> uh, Dave Durkin, do you got a uh, you got a wrestling song, wrestling Ye- entrance? Song? Oh, geez, oh. I just
1: busted up the joint. Uh,
0: Dave, Durkin no, you just know what I heard on the bottle. radio a
1: few months ago, and I was surprised. I don't think anyone's ever used it, or at least not a big name person. It was uh, "Thunderstruck" by AC/DC? Huh? That's I think, a think that would be pretty- an awesome entrance song for someone. It's a good, good. drinking yeah. game. Set to "Thunderstruck," <laughs> <It's> an awesome entrance <laughs> for you, Dave. <laughs> You no, know, it's that whole Thunder. Like I could yeah, just think of like somebody like a wrestler named Thunder even and that could be his theme song or you know something the only thing like is the that the
0: beginning intro is really long you'd have to yeah. like hang out in the stage area but I, yeah while. I'm thinking like but those old
1: hits but I'm thinking <laughs> those yeah. old ACDC I mean those old uh, ECW rather like when Sandman would play Sandman forever and you know yeah, they'd have to I could see over someone there. you know the whole place going thunder and it, you know yeah. going on and on at ECW I feel like a lot of uh, ACDC yeah AC, D- a almost ACDC could do every song yeah
0: uh, you were saying that there's a Thunderstruck drinking game I played yeah, it yeah. once with you and some of your friends actually
2: so everyone sits there with a drink mm-hmm. and you know they say thunder in that song an awful lot so one person will be drinking and they have to keep the drink to their mouth until the word thunder comes up and then the next person in line has to start drinking dude you that's, just that's go.
0: That's a throw board. a game bro yeah i mean i don't play those games anymore oh, yeah. yeah no, those, those not days. as far as
2: this podcast knows <laughs>
0: yeah next podcast we're playing thunderstruck <laughs> on air we're just gonna record us losing it
3: videotape that one bro this mm-hmm. motherfuckers are
0: dropping that <laughs> would be uh <laughs> it'd be incredible um it would be incredible for a podcast that is all audio not video that would be a lot of fun uh phil you got a you got a song an entrance song? yes
2: mine is the theme to cheers and i come out and everybody wants to know my name and my pyro is George Went and Kelsey Grammer holding Roman candles while I run down <laughs> oh, dude, to the ring. And
3: then amazing. I smash a
2: beer mug over someone's head. So
3: he, he's a heel, dude. I knew he was going to be a fucking heel, dude. Of course. <laughs> Bam.
2: Good <you're> day. <laughs> sit, Ubu, sit. Like that. Was that an Ubu? Was that a Sit, Ubu, Sit show?
0: I don't know. I don't think it was.
2: I'd be like, this beatdown be- is
0: filmed before a live studio audience.
2: And I get a pop. That's
3: fucking awesome. i telling you, bro. Somebody's gonna rob this idea, dude. I'm telling you, you're gonna see that shit on WWE. Or I want my money
1: <laughs>
2: for the idea.
0: That's pretty badass, man. A badass idea. It's dude. definitely a heel concept. Uh, I would love to hear. It's just like the moment the song starts, like the whole like <laughs> 16,000 people just start booing. <laughs> the cheers team. Song. Totally
1: ruin it for a generation of wrestling fans. <laughs> Oh like you know what else I was just, cause I you know what I did use as an entrance on a uh, for a comedy show once I did Unchained by uh, Van Halen Unchained. So I guess that was my actual entrance song. Uh, okay, I, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You've
0: you've done this before. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I had to wait for the you know, it's the same kind of thing. There's a little not as long as the uh, Thunderstruck, but there's a little thing there where the guitars kick in and then I open the curtain and That's came so out. So I man. actually did have my moment nice there for the dramatic. <laughs> I think everyone should have their moment Everybody with the a theme song with down the dirkin 316 shirt on yeah. by the way when i did it we should start
0: <laughs> selling an experience to people <laughs> where they can like come into a place and you like record like a wrestling intro for them you know and just their theme song that's a,
1: around, yeah like a hour. karaoke for wrestling yeah. intros yeah. <laughs> kind of thing yeah, whole Town
2: uh, convinced that kid he was batman because he was dying
0: Oh yeah 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 something like that yeah you know, you, and your, <laughs> you and your friends go yeah, it could be like karaoke right like you turn into like a big drinking thing so everybody's just cheering obnoxiously for everybody everyone's like, yeah, yeah. You
1: go you're thunderstruck and you could have all costumes like, like if it was, you know have you been at one of those things where the photo boots and right, they have yeah. the things yeah. you could you, you could have like pick your song and then there's all these costumes in the back and Frontier you, city. you come out you know for your entrance
0: <laughs> cowboy hat brass <laughs> knuckles a cat mask <laughs> I
1: think we're on to here, John. Be She's at the rover. What's that? Now that's God, an idea somebody's gonna head. steal.
0: So uh, yeah, yeah, now someone's gonna steal that idea. No, I I that's it. We came up with here first on the Pizza and Pop podcast. So if you <laughs> steal that idea, we're coming for that check. You know what I'm saying?
2: Open source it, man. This is for the people.
0: Uh yeah, that's we're true. We're just man.
2: an idea yeah. factory. Oh no, fuck that we want
0: that check. Yeah, that's true. Check. No, no, no. Phil's right, he checked me on my punk rock nah. principles. <laughs> <laughs> DIY ethos. Yeah. That's why I, my wrestling entrance would be a Black Flag song. No, it wouldn't be Black Flag. It would be uh, that, that could be badass. Um, uh-huh. Rise above would be cool. No, mine would be what. Uh, so what you want by the Beastie Boys? Good one. Sure, I could a
3: pitch you. Would rise above, dude. What I could pitch you would rise above. <laughs> rise above. I, come- rise above would be cool. <laughs> like you come out with a fucking chair, dude, and fucking rise above us fucking playing. You just walk up to the fucking opponent, smack him right in the fucking face, <laughs> and that's it. You don't care what the fuck happens. match is over. Yep. Win or lose, playing. you don't care, because you rise above.
0: <laughs> I rise above. I'm hardcore.
3: It's
2: also a good song for a tall dude. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because you're above people physically. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Rise above. It's Sad true. to say. Yeah. We got some creative, uh, creative titles that match that match the gimmick that we're trying to sell. Right? Josh
2: is a tall dude.
0: I'm six foot seven. Everybody, it's
2: fucking nuts for you
0: listeners. I suck at basketball. <laughs> um, I feel like I would tell everybody that, you know. I always thought you were good. I don't know. I've never seen you play. I never heard you.
3: Yeah. I never heard you ever say you sucked at basketball. No, I'm so awful. I'm like,
0: I just assumed you're tall. You know, you rock the rim. No, see that's what everyone, everyone says that. Like everyone's like, oh, you just stand by the rim. Like nah, yeah, no, I'm like, you, I, I would assume you just dunk over people. That's not how basketball works. You gotta Damn. be <laughs> athletic.
3: Uh, short people think. You and you gotta, gotta practice. You know,
0: I haven't played basketball in I don't know, <laughs> fifteen I, years probably. I,
3: I sucked at it. I never. It's a young it. man's game.
0: It really is. is. It's exhausting. I would get exhausted playing NBA Jam right now. <laughs> it takes it out of me. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Anybody got anything to add to wrestling?
3: I really wish they would make a fucking woman's fucking federation.
0: (laughs) You just want a federation just for the women. Just for the women. Not with the guys anymore. Not
3: with the guys anymore. Give them their own shit. Let them fucking rock and roll.
1: You know what the thing is? I, I think I'm the only one here that's really old enough to remember when it wasn't a common thing, the entrance themes. Yeah. It pretty much... I mean, it probably was done, like, I know the Freebirds kind of did it, you know, and there was a little bit here and there, but it really didn't get going until Vince with the whole rock and wrestling thing, oh, so where, he like, was saying that, no, like, it's true, rock and where, like, everyone has their theme so like, I don't, you know, back then, like, I don't think, like, Bob Backland or the Wild Samoans, they didn't have theme songs that, like, the only one, I remember, like, I think Sergeant Slaughter would come out to the Marine Hymn thing, yeah. There was, like, a couple things like that, but it wasn't really until, like, the mid-'80s that all of a sudden everyone had a song that they came out to. You just came back from commercial and the Wild Samoans were in the ring, and that's yeah it, start the match.
0: I can't yeah. think of it being like that anymore. Right? Yeah, like
1: and then it was always so, job. I mean, you never had, like, you know... It was like once a year when they were. Well, then there was character. actually name guy, you know, and then it would always be a smile as they call it, you know. There would never be a clean win on the Saturday right. mornings when it was two name guys.
0: It's so weird to even think of a time before that. Like, like it's been—it's so standard now. Like, ah, uh, it's just hard to envision. Like, like I know it was like that, but I just—I can't. I almost can't imagine. Uh, you know, it's like it's had an influence on everything else too. Boxing, MMA. Like everybody gets entrance music now. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's I a mean, big I deal. mean, it,
3: it 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 pumps you to fuck up. Yeah. You know, I mean, it pumps up the hey. character, pumps up the crowd. You know, I mean, and also too, it's a money maker, bro. They fucking sell the theme songs as fucking MP3s. Yeah. True. You yeah. Know? Absolutely. I mean, I remember a couple WWE albums were fucking number one. Like yeah. you were saying before, Fandango was fucking number one downloaded, fucking shit on uh, on mm-hmm. uh, Apple,
0: and it would get like uh you know like they the Motorhead for Triple H. Yeah. Uh. I mean, Kid Rock did uh, Undertaker scene I love Bray Wyatt's
3: theme song, dude. When he came
0: out, oh, with yeah, that that's like an actual band. Go. I don't know the name of the band, but, yeah, but
2: they
3: were. F- I was fucking awesome, dude. This
2: was back in the day when wrestlers would sing their own songs. Oh.
1: <laughs> the Honky Tonk anybody do that anymore. Uh, yeah, Shawn Michaels did it. Yeah. Does Ted
2: DiBiase said. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah Everybody's yeah. got a price. Nah.
1: Oh
0: okay. <laughs> That's a good point point. And Vince McMahon and, Would like sing back then He said He had
2: stand back Yeah and It was Andre's entrance For a while It was terrible <laughs> it was on that album Driver, remember?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah he, oh, yeah. Yeah, I owned, yeah. I had the cassette that tape for Piledriver. That video was awesome, dude, Piledriver. <laughs> uh, they were on a fucking construction site. <laughs> yeah, 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 if you only knew. If you only knew was the best song on that album. Because that was all the wrestlers singing. It was yeah. like a group on something. It yeah. was on yeah.
2: like, Risers, like We Are The World. Right, yeah. Dude,
0: <laughs> you stole it right out of my mouth. Dude, I was going to say it's the We Are The World of Wrestling. Uh, man, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, Pod did Rey Mysterio's theme. Yeah, the buika uh,
3: buika, bro.
0: Boyica. Uh, funny thing. Uh, so Rey Mysterio just came back to WWE like last year, no. and he'd been gone for a few years from WWE. Uh, so Danny, my girlfriend, only started watching wrestling with me like recently in the past two years, uh, and that, and like she's like kind of amazed by the Pod song. She really likes it, the buika buika. That's a jam, dude. She, she's. I always catch her <laughs> singing it. Dude, I tell you right be, now, she's dude, kill me don't laugh this.
3: at me, dude. But I do blast that On my radio in my car and I drive around. I pull the fuck and I sing Six, it too. I sing it's fucking awesome. bro. That's Rey Mysterio on the vocals, right? No, no, no. That's another dude. That's I could have sworn that's another, that, that one, when, he came out yeah, when he came out in WrestleMania, <laughs> uh, <okay. laughs> when he came out in WrestleMania, okay, when he came out In WrestleMania, When he won the heavyweight title. That was Pod and the uh, the other guy fucking singing. I don't know what the other guy's name. Is. Sorry if I'm distant but.
0: That's right. You know, you just, I'm exactly. not gonna uh, no harm, no foul. If you don't exactly. know the specific, you knew so many specifics on Kiss. How could I? How could I give you a demerit? Gee, not is gonna assume me POD. now for yeah. knowing too much. <laughs> That's it, man. Uh, I, I'm trying to think If anybody sings their own theme song right now, currently in wrestling. I can't think of any offhand, though.
1: Sorry, <laughs> buddy.
0: A lot to... of it's like just generic now. I mean,
3: they got the fucking what are those cocksuckers called? They got rid of the uh, the uh, the guy who did the original theme songs.
0: From the 80s Rick Derringer Oh Rick Derringer No, no not somebody, somebody else, else yeah. Well Rick Derringer did do a lot of like 80s yeah. WWE songs I mean he did uh, he, I'm real American Real American Well they got C2O yeah. oh, That would have fucked up Real American is probably The biggest wrestling. Yeah and, theme song and
1: you know It's pretty I don't inspires. know how many people remember That was not originally Hulk Hogan song It was That um, was Wyndham and Rotundo They were doing yeah. The US Express Yep and, then, and But the song that he did for Hulk Hogan was horrible. And then Hulk Hogan took uh, Windham and Rotundo's song for himself. <laughs> Hogan's like, you know, a big name. Give yeah. me this song.
3: Tell, tell me when I have song pops on, bro. You don't just pop by yourself.
0: What, Real American? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah but I mean, like, it's because, like, I got
1: childhood memories connected to that. You know what I'm saying? I was a little Hulk of like. I was, so I liked The Eye of the Tiger when he was doing that one. I, I was, like, yeah. being upset when he stopped doing The Eye of the Tiger. But. In the moment I could see that like like yeah. now uh, the way like uh, the way
0: it panned out like yeah. it is what it is but I mean I the tiger is an amazing entrance song yeah, especially but yeah. in 19- 91 19- again yeah and again he was
1: like the only one real especially like a rock entrance song like that I mean, you I know I can't <laughs>
3: picture I mean maybe I didn't see it back then I was younger and shit but I mean I can't picture Hogan doing the hand thing oh, the oh yeah the no real american it's like you know
1: it's like, I feel
3: that from Hogan <laughs> yeah you know it's like uh, that's Hogan's fucking song forever
0: And then uh, what's what's amazing about Hulk Hogan and his theme songs is that when he went to WCW and he turned heel, he started the New World Order, uh, he started coming out to Jimi Hendrix's Voodoo Child, Mm -hmm. which is... One of my favorite songs of all—it's like in my top five songs of all time. Like I could, my head almost exploded the first time I heard it. I was like, "What?" I was like, "He chose this?" I fucking love this song. Like I just—I <laughs> I, was—I was like, "Man, I am all in on this bad guy Hulk Hogan thing." That's it. Let's do it. That's a total flip from fucking
3: real American.
0: <laughs> yeah, he—he—he he, he did it up, man. He was the best good guy ever and the best bad guy ever. <laughs> I gave it to him. Yeah, no, you're right. I was gonna say Flair, but no. Hogan took it, bro. To People level. hated Hogan. They were throwing garbage in the ring for years. <laughs> when first oh, man, that was amazing. <laughs> ECW was good with the music because they just blatantly just they robbed everybody. They, they wouldn't get permission. They'd be like, "We're playing Pantera." I <laughs> yeah, Tune, yeah Metallica. Rob Metallica. Van
1: Dam doing walk I mean, if was you amazing.
0: The the network. It's awful now. They don't play all the
1: music. They, play, they like, don't have the rights. Yeah. Yeah, they, they don't have
0: the rights. So they try to like make. They try to replace it with like this generic sounding music that almost sounds like the song. I watched like a, a Sandman entrance at like one of those ECW One Eye stands, Sad. and it's supposed to be Enter Sandman, but it's just kind of like this generic hard rock noodling and it's so it just kills the mood <laughs> totally it's the like music off. is
2: so much a part of ecw yeah
0: yeah yeah i mean so that's what's crazy about the power of the music that when they take it away or they try to replace it with something substandard you're like <laughs> exactly. this is bullshit this is not the same thing you know the quality right, i think it, that's
3: why ecw on the fucking networks is fucking shit yeah, you're right. The music is the music was like fifty percent of the fucking show. Yeah, and then the other fifty was the
0: wrestling. If you want to hear the music, you gotta go on YouTube and watch a recording from that was probably exactly. dug from a VHS and there's like cracks in the screen and.
2: I remember like ECW. We had to watch it on MSG, but there was no schedule. It would like it might come on at midnight or it might not, and you'd stay up and look at MSG, and it would turn into something at midnight. And sometimes it was ECW.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: sometimes it was like a, rhyme or reason.
0: <laughs> a replay of the Rangers post game right. that they just aired before.
2: Right. Talking about a Rangers game.
0: Yeah. Uh let's see. Uh, what else did I want to talk about? Um, unless anybody else has anything to add to I'll no, Do keep it
3: going. This is fucking let's, awesome. Uh, you like this? You're
0: having a good time. Uh, what was your well? Uh, what was your favorite like live music performance like at a wrestling event? Like you know, like like Motorhead's done. I, mean, I only a went to I only went to that wrestling. But I mean, watching was, You're just watching. watching. Oh
3: fuck, man! You gotta, you, I gotta go back. Like, you know what like,
0: sucked we, about like, the one we went to the last one I met, life? Puff Daddy. That was awful.
3: But I took it as that was I took it as like I, I took it with a grain of salt. I was like, I'm watching Puff Daddy. You know, what? that's a once in a lifetime experience. too. Uh, <laughs> I guess. You know, I was just like, fuck it, it's Puff Daddy, dude. I'm watching Puff Daddy. Gotta go you with know.
2: Liberace
1: Liberace F- Oh, that's true <laughs> When he, right, when he you played won, in that That's one? right WrestleMania yeah. 2, right? Listen, no, I Liberace uh, With the dance yeah And the girls They were dancing And Aretha all. Franklin yeah. sang uh, She sang at uh, WrestleMania 3 Oh, this is now. Here's a funny wrestling story I don't know if I've ever told this On your show This would have been uh, 1999 uh, Whatever WrestleMania that was 15 would it have been? Uh, I was dating a girl who was a writer for USA Today, and she ended up pulling strings that we covered WrestleMania backstage. And (laughs) so we went and we were, uh, she was trying to do an angle. The, The paper wanted her to do a thing about celebrities that had been at WrestleMania. So we're talking to the head of the public relations for WWE, And uh, so she says, oh, who's been here? And he says, uh, well, Aretha Franklin sang the national anthem at WrestleMania two, and Ray Charles did at WrestleMania three And then then I corrected the head of public relations at (laughs) WWE. And I said, no, actually, it was Ray Charles at WrestleMania two, and Aretha Franklin at WrestleMania three Good. He should be corrected. Shame on that person. And then the guy was like, oh, well, why don't you just ask your boyfriend all these questions? Oh,
0: shit. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um uh, one one quick thing. Uh all right, so you were saying before uh D Rotten was saying before that Motorhead Lemmy should be in the Rock Roll Hall of Fame. Exactly. You know what I think? I think Lemmy should be in the WWE Hall of Fame because he's written oh, fuck yes. he's written three and entrance songs yes, for wrestlers. Dude. But
1: not before Cindy Lauper. Lauper. Cindy Lauper should be Lauper's in. Not in? I don't think no, she's not. I think we had this discussion like Dude, a year ago. Miss Elizabeth's not in. Cindy Lauper should be in. And right, Cindy so, Lauper right. should really <laughs> she should be that. the guest <laughs> ring announcer for the main event at the uh, <laughs> f- this year's WrestleMania. That would
0: be <laughs> but, that'd be awesome, wouldn't
1: <laughs> it? Yeah, because
0: yeah, it's all it's all women's event. A, that would be that would be amazing. What's <laughs> a WWE
2: Hall of Fame version of an EGOT. She got a Tony, didn't she? She'd be well
0: on her way. Oh yeah, yeah. There's not, <laughs> oh, a I slammy. Mean, I don't be, know. She <laughs> yeah. could be the first ECOT. Yeah, slam. Slammy title belt, Hall of Fame, um, <laughs> and one lucky person has been in the WWE Hall of Fame and been president. So uh, not a lot of people doing that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so.
2: Sorry, Jesse Ventura. <laughs> <laughs> maybe
0: next time. Yeah, maybe next time. He should run for president. Uh, that would be chaos. Uh, I oh uh, yeah. So you know what? I well, was well, well, I was really big on Lemmy let me for the Hall of question. Fame, but now Dave, let me is ask right. you a question. let me
3: ask you a question. Yeah. Besides Cindy Lauper, when uh, who was the, who was the actual first? Who the actual first band to play a live event at, 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 at WWE? Because I don't even fucking know that one. Like, wh- like, would you know? Like, who's who's the first ever live band?
0: Nah, I wouldn't. I I no idea. I mean. <sighs> I can't even imagine. Like at a mania, like first ever live band that a mania. I mean, I can't even imagine. see the, No, yeah,
1: not talking about national anthem. I don't, remember many, I don't anthem. really remember that
0: many. fucking. that probably didn't like, happen until you know. at least the Attitude Era.
1: Yeah, I can't remember any early on.
0: It might have been the band that wrote the DX song, if that counts. If
3: anybody out there knows, man, put that shit up in the comments, please. Rotten <laughs> wants to know.
0: I I remember there had to be something. You think it's a do- Motorhead? The thing I remember Motorhead doing uh, Triple H's entrance, and I thought that was really cool. What
3: well, am so you think it was maybe the DX? Mania that, I mean, I don't even know who the fuck that dude was, but he looked like a, a fucking uh, Raging Racer Machine fucking, you know, cover band. Yeah, the, yeah, uh, God, the uh,
1: Connecticut Taylor Yankees, Brown. wasn't he? Now that we we the DX <laughs> song? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, dude,
0: that's a great question. I don't know. Uh, uh, I'm going to do some Googling later. I just, fu- I
3: just fucked myself up with that one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wish I knew now. It's probably like some obscure one in the late 80s or something that we're totally overlooking. Some band that Rick Rude was the bassist of, or something stupid (laughs) like that. Uh, All right, I'm going to move on to our next topic. Uh, Probably our final topic of the night. Um, On my Facebook page, uh, I I run a March Madness tournament every March. And what I do is uh, I come up with a different topic every year, and I have my friends. Uh, uh my friends uh based uh, based on their suggestions i compile my favorite 64 of their suggestions i don't input anything i just take the ones i like the most and i'll put them together this year's topic is the greatest album of all time and we're s- we're approaching the elite eight and uh i i know that like maybe a lot of people listening to this like uh maybe you're my facebook friend maybe you're not send me a friend request if you're not Maybe you have no idea what I'm talking about and this isn't interesting at all. But I just want to go over some matchups real quick that might spark a little debate here on the Pizza and Pop podcast. And they're all generally known uh albums, mm. so I think this could be like a fun thing to talk about.
1: Well, I I probably telegraphed this earlier on, but I can't believe uh Appetite for Destruction lost in the second round to Dookie. Which yeah, uh I, I don't even I, think I, Dookie's I Green think Day's best album, so and uh, me appetite to me is the best album of all time, so
0: that was um <laughs> I, I kind of wish like I would have put these in a better position in the tournament to <laughs> be honest. Um, I do think Dookie is a very important album, like even if you don't think it's Green Day's best album, but uh, more
3: important than appetite.
0: Well, I mean, what did what did appetite what did appetite do for pop culture? I, Dude, I don't know. To the,
3: welcome to the jungles played in almost every. No, the,
1: no, that's show. But but true. Like, that's see, true, I thought to me, I, I mean, we kind of were on this before. I thought appetite was almost like the bridge from the hair metal to the grind. Like I really thought that brought like hard rock. Into the Dave's mainstream cry, and like no, no I'm losing just, my voice. You just the breath
0: bit. <laughs> it sounds like you're getting emotional.
1: <laughs> but I think like because like then Metallica, they didn't really get mainstream until Guns and Roses. I felt like they kind mm. of broke the you know yeah, to t- get t- not t- that t- Metallica t- was out there, but just to to get on the radio and all that. And then uh, I think that even though everyone acts like grunge is a whole different thing, I don't know if Nirvana gets on the radio. If not for Roses. that
3: all happening. I don't know. Okay, I got to disagree about that one, bro. Never mind. Really kick ass.
1: No, I'm not saying it didn't kick ass. I'm just talking about chain of influence. what was being played on the radio. No, I agree with you. I agree 100%. Appetite yeah, yeah. bridged.
3: Yeah. Appetite bridged that shit over.
0: I think that while Guns N' Roses was blowing up and Metallica to a certain degree, I felt like there was like a, a punk rock, hardcore alternative rock scene going on, but it was like a little bit on the underground. But I think that with or without Guns N' Roses, it was gonna pop up to to the surface sooner or later. Maybe Guns N' Roses helped. Maybe it got us ready for something that aggressive that wasn't so wasn't you know because grunge like what was great about grunge was it wasn't glossy it wasn't it wasn't overproduced it was, it was right. raw and, and Guns N' Roses was kind of like I guess like yeah the bridge in between that but I just feel like. If not Nirvana Somebody else with that grungy sound Would have been there No matter Sooner or later grunge would have, would have happened It would have broke was just there's just too much of it going on And I think it was going on While Guns N' Roses was going on Just more to the underground yeah, Here's how I we settle mean, it I, I still think mm-hmm. fucking
3: Appetite's not better than Dookie Take What
2: are two bands that would never have gotten big If Dookie hadn't happened Versus two bands that would have never have gotten big If Appetite hadn't been
0: well, Bam I, I, Dookie I put the whole Warped Tour on Dookie it's pretty solid. I, I bam. I, I think. I think. <laughs> I think it's a strike again. I put no. You got him. You bammed him. Now he just bammed you. I put. I put all skate punk on Green Day. That's. I. I just think that Green Day. Blink one eighty two. Blink one eighty two. But then no. But look like back through the here, dude. <laughs> they kind of. They kind of eased up. They kind of eased up things. Or I honestly think this might be a little crazy uh, of a statement. I think Green Day is the second coming of the Ramones, and the fact that they were punk rock but no 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 bear with me (laughs) d-ron they were punk rock but they were poppy right they had a pop yeah Yeah. you cannot debate the ramones on two things they were fucking punk but they had pop sensibilities. so Green Day did that and it's like kids were fucking ready man like they were because grunge is kind of a bummer you know what i'm saying kurt killed himself like it was like all right this grunge thing was fun but now it's bringing us down and then green day comes out and they're throwing mud at the crowd at woodstock 94 and it's kind of like Oh, we're allowed to have fun again. It kind of became like cool to to have fun again. I mean, I I, I agree with you hundred
3: percent. But I mean, if we're going by albums, I think Appetite's a better album.
2: I well, is it I mean, best I, album or greatest album?
0: Greatest or most
3: influential?
0: You know. Well, I mean, honestly, I don't force the. I mean, I, I don't, in I a don't way, force people to vote on anything. No. Whatever, you wanna, whatever you want to, whatever you want whatever value you put on an album i don't care like i'm not going to tell you oh you I should do vote for- i mean
1: in your i almost to your point though, i almost think like i think appetite's like a musical masterpiece like yeah. just breaking new ground i almost think like you said green day's almost like a retro like uh, dookie like it wasn't like they did anything musically that really hadn't well, been like done before songs,
3: maybe right. it
1: well, not even that but like i mean Wild just said that sound it wasn't like a sound that wasn't out there that hadn't been done it was just that it was kind of out there in the mainstream i think I, I mean i think i think green day might be like they they kind of brought like a
0: certain different type of punk rock to the world that i don't think anybody had brought yet this kind of like you know this california punk rock sound that uh you know bands like, can... like like an, a, another big band not as bad, big as green day obviously like a, a band like uh, rancid like i don't know there was just like this different right. sound all of a sudden in punk rock it was a little more i guess poppy mm-hmm. a little more right. beat than punk had been before that yeah. before that punk was kind of like it was about you know it was about being like
1: a but they were a po- i mean yeah But, again, that was a scene that was kind of happening out there. I think they may have been the first one to break out. Right. Like, I don't know that they – I'd have to go. Like, I don't know that they predated, like, a face-to-face or any of that kind of or not.
0: That would be a good thing to... look. I mean, it's probably a similar timeline. It's probably... If, if one came out before the other, it's probably not by much. So, I mean, that's a good way. Definitely Green Day had a sound that a lot of other bands were doing at that time. They were just... I mean, it's kind of like a Nirvana thing. No, it, but yeah,
3: no. no I, I can see what you're saying. Green Day was kind of like the fucking uh, the thriller of punk. <laughs> like, if you think about it, Nevermind, Nevermind was kind of like the Thriller of, of uh, Grunge. Where okay. like, I'm talking about the sound quality. So
0: you're saying Thriller is the standard now. Sound <laughs> quality. <laughs> sound
3: quality, yeah. Look at That's yeah. Dr. Dre. He wanted to basically fucking make all his shit off a fucking like Thriller. Like, that yeah. sound quality, you know?
0: Um, for the record, I think Appetite for Destruction is a great album, though. Uh, uh, I don't want to come across as totally Team Green Day. That was a hard matchup. Luckily, yeah. I don't have to vote because it's my tournament. Uh, Yo, know, now that you like brought that up Dr. Dre. Really is the Chronic on here? No, I'm so bummed. <laughs> there's a couple albums I'm so bummed <laughs> that that no one, no one uh, suggested the Chronic, but some but we got Doggy Style in there, you know. And I was like, <laughs> ah.
1: I feel like yeah, the, the chronic, Chronic's better. Yeah, I feel like
0: the Chronic's a better rap album. Um, there's no, um, well, you got this a fucking uh, Biggie's album in there, Ready to Die. Ready to Die deserves to be on there, especially. I think my tournament because it's based on the votes and suggestions of people I'm friends with yeah. uh, I feel like the average is like a, a young gen Xer is like the average age of my Facebook uh, friends so it's like things like Ready to Die, Dookie Appetite Destruction these things that were really popular in the early 90s I, I, I think are what's going to perform really well in this uh, of course Thriller's in here and it's doing Thriller really well killed too. fucking Lauren Hill man yeah, I mean it's thriller, you know. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, you know end, thriller is hard to beat. Thriller, just today, thriller beat smash. Uh, yeah. Sixteen votes to fifteen votes. Smash by the offspring by just one yeah. vote. Smash is, was such like a, a fun underdog album. To watch now. Look, I love smash. I think smash is a great album by the offspring. Yeah. I think I think smash and Dookie are similar in a way that they came out at the same time. And they kind of like changed the way mainstream rock. are. They were doing, that whole, they were doing
3: that whole thriller fucking, yeah. you know, shit's gotta shit sound good.
0: Uh, it still has like an underdog feeling. Like Smash is the most successful independent album of all time. The most, like, uh, it sold more than any other independent album ever. But it's still not like gonna crack the top 20, you know what I'm saying, nah. uh, of like biggest selling albums. So, like, it started off with Pet Sounds. It beat Pet Sounds. And that's when I knew, I was like, this tournament's gonna be different, you know? Like, <laughs> I'm so used to reading articles where it's, like, the best album of all time, and it's, like, you always hear about Pet Sounds in in that discussion, and, like, in this tournament, Smash made Pet Sounds an afterthought, so... It was like the institutions are coming down, man. We
3: smash your Yeah, and,
1: style, dude. and Ready to it Die
0: did. beat Sergeant Pepper's. So. Yeah, but that's another one. <laughs> that's another. I, I kind of knew that was going to happen, though. Uh, ready to Die is uh, Ready to Die and Enter the Thirty Six Chambers are a threat. Um, There's yeah. a heavy
2: anti-classic rock vibe in this. I term. don't know.
3: Never it
0: mind. Versus Enter true. the Thirty Six Chambers. It's true. A lot of people are, are hating on the classic rock. There's uh, my friend Jimmy who exclusively says, "Fuck the Beatles, that's fight an, me." What the hell's the Low End Theory? Uh, Tribe Called Quest. That oh, beat okay, fucking yeah. father leader, yeah, yeah. Man. Come on, man. Are, Fucked, you, are you? I'm a corn that. fan, dude. Yeah, are nah. you really surprised by that? The low end theory is a great. Idea. By the yeah. way, just found out today. Dude, father leader um, changed the world.
2: Uh, <laughs> it changed one person in here. It changed that person's world.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm gonna get back to your point in just a second, but I, I want to make one other point about the low end theory. The low end theory uh what was the other album that never came out mind. never mind and blood sugar sex magic all came out in the same day september 24th 1991 september 24th right that's what i said yeah. yep. which is phil wells's 10th birthday so happy birthday it, phil wells that was a he good turned day, 10 You're welcome, welcome. A good day right he turned 10 <laughs> and it was like the music world got flipped upside down and plus we got to eat cake it was an amazing day very glad to happen. And
1: so now you said now "Blood Sugar Sex Magic" is also not, not on there, right? Someone yeah. suggested Californication. Oh, I see that. Yeah, uh, big Chili Pepper fan,
0: but I think that's the wrong album. I th- yeah. I'm, I'm kind of sad that nobody said "Blood Sugar Sex Magic." Um, so follow the lead, Corn. I do think Corn changed music for the worst but I do think. <laughs> I, because I think, cor- honestly, I think corn paved the way for new metal, man. And dude, I- new metal fucking rocks, oh, <laughs> Well, hey. we're just going to have to agree to disagree uh, on this oh, one, Dude, man. I'll tell you
3: right now, you fucking pump on some Limp Bizkit right now, dude. It's fucking something.
0: I was, all right, I'm guilty of being into the first two Limp Bizkit albums, but, like, after that, I'm off. I can't, I, I, I can't. Dude, it's, 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 I guarantee it's your guilty pleasure. In I can't listen, no, you know Taking
3: what? Take a shower, you pop on some fucking ready to Roll. Give on, me man. something to break.
0: You know, I'm <laughs> telling you, dude. Give me something to break. I mean, "Break Stuff" was a cool song. Um, but like, I, I can't listen to Deftones it's for instance. Your, your Like generation? I hear Deftones, I, I want to turn it off. Dude, oh, like, uh, no, this fuck new it. metal.
3: Oh, dude, Deftones is different on every album, bro. Uh,
0: God, they're smack. not. New I'm not in the Def- Are You in the Godsmack? Dude, just the first album. <laughs> okay,
3: but but Deftones is not new metal, dude. They're different on every fucking album. They're to me, Deftones is Deftones. Yeah, that's their
0: genre. There's no. But idea. if you had to throw them in a genre, no. It's hey, Deftones. Hey. Oh yeah, because dude, uh, you, you uh, go uh, to every
3: album, bro. You're like, all right, first album, all right, yeah. It's on the new, it's on the new metal fucking, you know, the new metal fucking uh, tier, you know, because it's got the rap and all that stuff. But then you go to the other albums, dude. But see, you admit it's though, it's because it, it they all came out at the same time, but right. they never stayed the same, dude. They mix that shit up on every fucking album.
0: I used to not. All right, so I don't like the Deftones. However, they were uh, and they're big Cure fans, dude. The, also,
3: Ash Mode fans. Uh,
0: like this is like a long time ago. Like uh, maybe three years after they blew up. Like uh, there was a cover they did of "Say It Ain't So." Oh, I love, but like this, alive, yeah. but like it was like a live version, yeah. right? But there was like I, I guess it was like blown up on Napster or Limewire or whatever we were using at that time, and there was like a speech before the song, and like I think it was a singer It was like he was like ah, oh, you I know, know yeah yeah he was like ah oh, I got to see Weezer, and like he was so happy about Weezer, and I love Weezer, so that made me really happy. <laughs> I was like maybe these guys aren't so bad, you know, like they like Weezer, so yeah. I do they're they're into By the a way, lot. Weezer they're not on great. here, no. Yeah. boy. Yeah. you know I blue should be on here. Come on,
2: there's also no you like know what I- college rock from the 90s
1: like gin Blossoms or anything. None of that. made Well, the, I was no. The, not the uh, the Bad. downward spiral nine inch nails was an yeah. Odd uh, you know what? And no, it's Bowie, no Ziggy Stardust, and uh, the Station March. to Station. Oh, is here. it? Oh, okay. Bowie oh, okay. Here. Um, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, okay. I love you. Got Rain and
0: Blood though. And Rain and Blood is really popular. I, I mean, all the uh, there's a heavy metal contingent and in it, the voting base. And sure. there's
1: no Ramones, right? no More Ramones yeah. ah,
0: Ramones are tough which Ramones album do you no go with yeah there's so many the yeah. I mean the first three, I feel like the first three albums are a little better than the rest but it's like which I don't and know I, which well, yeah
2: after the first three they just started like maybe two songs on each album Credence has that same problem their only good album is Gold their greatest hits album yeah <laughs> the rest are like two mega hits <laughs> and then like Credence
0: right Weird right, like if songs. you listen to a collection of their songs, you're like, yeah, fucking Credence. But then if you listen to a whole Credence album, you're like, hey, I'm going to skip a few the, tracks. Yeah. yeah,
1: but a lot of it back in those days, they were putting out albums like every three or four months, though, crazy. too, back in the 60s. Too much Credence. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, I read
0: somewhere they released like three
1: albums in two years or something. Yeah, that that was like, the, like that. Yeah, that's like probably the, why there's a lot of filler. Like, on, like there was like a, like six six a 60s period. album. How long, how long was the
3: Beatles <laughs> releasing fucking albums, dude? Like every, what, a couple months? Yeah. That's what I
1: That was how it
2: was, yeah. The Beatles up after like like 4 years after Ed Sullivan or something. Yeah,
3: but
1: what, how many albums did you like put that, out after? A crazy yeah. amount of five. Requests. Yeah, that's what I'm that was like normal then. To do. That's that why is. there probably is going to be some filler if you're putting out an album every 6 months. Or yeah, that's so. true. What what else can you do, right? <laughs> yeah. um, actually the, the monkeys going to get the 2 years. I think they had like 8 albums or something. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's a. I mean, I respect the output. I mean, that's a lot of. I mean, I can uh, well, we'll
1: report. do a whole another monkeys. The monkeys is a real band. Oh, monkeys, oh, stop! No, we're not not putting together d- TV band, dude. No, well, you could do a monkeys not on another show. Band. I'll do a if whole. People are
3: gonna game.
0: shit on Lincoln Park. I'm gonna <laughs> shit on the monkeys. <laughs> Linkin Park, another new metal band that would have never happened without Corn, by the way.
3: Nah, but there's there's still kicks ass through Hybrid Theory
1: it was good,
0: man. Um, there's no Stone Temple Pilots on here. That kind of yeah, What the heart. hell's up with uh, that,
1: bro? Is Pearl Jam on? Oh, Danny's home, everybody. Is Pearl, yeah, is Pearl Jam on? Hi, Dan. So, yeah. No Pearl Jam, which nope. 10 yeah. should be on here, but it's yeah. not. Exactly. Uh, you know what? You know,
0: the, all right, okay. I'm glad you brought up Soundgarden. The day after I got the suggestions, the day after I got everyone's nominations, and I put the list of the final 64 together, and I, and I put it out there, I was like, these are it. I, I made the brackets. Uh, there was an article that Riot Fest put out. On mm. social media about this one day i want to say i think it was in 1994 this, there was like this day in history 25 years ago super unknown and downward spiral were released on the same day and it was the, and like because riot fest posted this article the day after I, the nominations were collected i was nah. like i cannot believe this article is all up in my news feed telling me about two awesome albums and neither of them are in the tournament no. you know I was like oh man it broke my heart dude Uh, It was like they were rubbing it in my face. They were like, yeah, your tournament doesn't include everything. (laughs) Um, Real quick, to wrap up this March Madness conversation, greatest album of all time conversation, uh, what is your go-to greatest album of all time?
2: Oh, shit.
1: If you can't think of one, give me two. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I already said mine, Appetite for Destruction. There you go.
2: Mine. Bush You Mang by Smash Mouth.
1: <laughs> that's my
2: joke answer. Let me think of a real one. That's a Ska album. Did you know that? Is it? Yeah.
0: They were like a legit weird. Ska band before they For blew up. For one album, think, yeah.
2: and then Walking on the Sun blew up, and <laughs> you they're know. like, that's what we do now. It was kind of like and- Sugar Ray, too. <laughs> if
0: you listen to uh, Sugar Ray's Mean Machine, you're like, God, this song fucking
1: kicks ass, and then you listen to all their other stuff, and you're like, One Trick uh, Pony. Yeah. <laughs> you know what else I would have put on here is in Hell. Uh, run DMC uh, Yeah
0: Yeah that's a great album And uh, and historically
1: important Yeah that's what I mean it's Just so Historically important I feel like old school
0: Like the only old school hip hop That got, got love Was uh, License to Ill And then Tribe and Wu-Tang I mean it's old school now But <laughs> no. <laughs> Danny. Hi, Danny. Hi Danny Danny just yeah, got Danny. home My girlfriend Danny just got home uh, They They Were kissing out uh, They said that uh, We got a lot of dolls So I blamed it on you And I also told them That you really liked The Booyakaboo Booyakabree Mysterio song there you go. Uh, do you have a favorite album of all? Like, what's your greatest album of all time? <laughs> all right, that's Danny. Everybody,
2: Either you know, Dark what? Side of the Moon, or uh, what's the Wish You Were Here? Is that the Pink Floyd one with the guy on fire? Yes. Wish oh, we're okay. Here. Yeah, one of those.
1: Cause just as a cohesive unit. Yeah. They work together both of those are solid. Well. You know what, by the way, it's great. Totally opposite of Appetite for Destruction, the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack. <laughs> that right. belongs amazing.
0: <laughs> I'm like reluctant to admit that it's good, but it's good. Oh, it's,
1: it's this amazing. Goes another
0: one. This goes like Motley Crue. It's one of those things like now that I'm like 39, it's like it's okay to like that <laughs> stuff. <style. Like, laughs> Who am man. I trying to impress, you know? Like, you said no it's not. Danny said it's not okay. Okay. Um, Well, my greatest album of all time is the Beastie Boys' Check Your Head. So I feel like it's unfair. I sabotaged you guys with a question that I had a go-to answer (laughs) before. I didn't even have to think about it.
3: I got you with this one. You probably wouldn't even picture me saying this, bro, but The Cure Wish.
0: Okay. No, that's... That's that's cool. You have feelings, D-Rotten, and it's
3: fine.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Well, unless Danny wants to add her favorite album. You know, Dave Durkin's favorite album of all time is Appetite for Destruction. Me and Danny have a thing. I... My thing is that I think you hear something from Appetite for, uh, for Destruction once a day somewhere in the background. So, like you said, oh, like it's well, it's in right. every fucking stadium, it's in They're every sports jungle.
3: jungle.
0: Uh, you can't escape Appetite for Destruction. There's also a whole pizza under that um, ah. <laughs> pizza commentary. Uh, we buy we eat pizza before every show. That's why it's called <laughs> Pizza and Pop. Um Adoring. All right uh well uh, i think we got everyone's favorite albums i'm gonna wrap this up before we sign off i just want to shout out um north bergen high school which is the high school that me and phil went to uh, a long time ago uh they're blowing up on the internet they're going viral they did uh they they did a school play they did alien Mm -hmm. and uh it, it started showing up on social media people you know Put up thirty second clips and what have you, and uh, what, a
3: school playoff like the movie Alien.
0: Yeah, yeah, they they based it off the movie, and uh, it it blew. I, I I'm if you Google Alien now, I'm almost certain North Bergen High School comes up. It's probably gonna be like one of the first things that comes up now. It's it's insane. Um like a They're they getting so Dickerson They're get, <laughs> they're getting so much love now. Ridley Scott wrote him a letter. Uh, I, the actors are tweeting at them. What a great job they did! We the last
2: time North Bergen High School went this viral. Mumps were involved. Oh. <laughs> it's like
0: we're Bruins. It's like refreshing because when we went, uh, when I went to high school a long time ago, uh, North Bergen was all about the jocks, right? It was all about our football team, like uh, me and Josh. Yeah, yeah, we were real, we were real mean guys <laughs> in the locker room. Uh, watch out and they were like defunding the arts they got rid of all the trade classes they were like we don't care about this but our football team that that's top notch um so it's kind of like nice to see all these years later that like north bergen is famous for something really artsy they don't even have like i was reading like they don't even have like a drama club officially like it was just like kids in drama class like made up their own that's probably, that's made up on their kids own kids with their outside. with their teacher and 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 they they found a company that Donate a bunch of recycled goods to make the costumes out of. It's like Damn. it's like they made like an alien. I mean, it's you should look it up when you get a chance. Everyone should look it up. Google North Bergen High School Alien Play. I'm sure it'll come up. And there's just it's impressive what they've done. Locally, it's a big deal right now. Like my Facebook is blown up about it, uh, and they're they're trying to get them to do encore performances. Part two, part three. Well, no, they just want them to do the same one over again. Okay. Uh, I was reading that the logistics are hard because of. Uh, all the stuff that they used, uh, I don't know if they have all the stuff again. I don't know. Um, Tell them don't do Prometheus. What? <laughs> Tell them don't do. Prometheus. Uh, actually, Ridley Scott asked them if they could do Gladiator next. <laughs> so <laughs> be pretty sweet. So if they don't get any encore performances, maybe we'll get Gladiator next yeah, year. I'm, I'm going to go to my old high school and sit in an uncomfortable wooden chair that fits uh, a 16 year old, definitely not six foot seven me, and watch people fake fight on that stage. It's going to be like pro wrestling, you know. <laughs> It all comes Man, full circle it's not circle. fake,
3: dude <laughs> Can
2: I ask one question? Yes Who do you think could drink more? Motley Crue in their prime or Andre the Giant?
3: That's a no-fucking-brainer
1: Motley Crew, dude Oh, Andre Now <laughs> yeah, I think Andre Collectively, all four of them? In one dude, night. Andre
3: can only drink 100 beers Alright, let's see Motley Crew.
0: <laughs> I... Uh, could Andre drink hundred beers? Drink If, if yeah. Andre could drink hundred beers, then the answer is Andre. I don't care how hardcore you are, twenty-five beers. But the, is the beers are like this big to him, dude. Right? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, no, yeah, well, well, like it was like a sipping. Well, that's what I'm saying. So if he could drink hundred, that would mean every member of Motley Crue would have to drink twenty-five. Just they the were drinking Jack
3: Daniels. That but that I think if you
0: did twenty-five shots of Jack Daniels, you're not gonna. You can't it. They were drinking bottles. You saw the movie. Oh, it's a movie. I mean, they might, uh, come on,
3: you read the book. They were drinking bottles, man.
0: If Monty crew could drink more than Andre the Giant, the only reason is because he had the assistance of other drugs, right? A little cocaine makes it easier Doesn't to keep hurt drinking. When you're drinking bottles. <laughs> <laughs> bottles Enough to drink.
2: cocaine to make up for Andre's mass. Yeah.
0: So, so in conclusion, if Monty <laughs> Crue probably wins, but they cheated because they're on perfor- how do you performance they, how do you, enhancing how do you drugs. Know, how
3: do you know they never drank together?
0: Oh, man, they're both, they're both the that. Time. Would be that would if, be amazing. That, that's, you
1: know? <laughs> that's a play to write. Like they didn't think the, the next and Nord- Giant. Yeah, man. if they can't afford to do Gladiator, we'll write them a play. <laughs> Andre the Giant and Motley Crew <laughs> <laughs> meet at an airport bar in 1985. Dude, this underground
3: Hollywood shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we'll, we'll never now, know about. Only the elite know about now it. I, now I have a new thing to Google. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm mean, like this had to have happened sometime in the 80s. <laughs> I mean, he was in a movie. Andre was in a movie, so he spent some. Yeah, exactly. he spent some, some time in Hollywood. Hollywood.
2: <laughs> that was filmed in England.
0: But maybe like when they were presenting it to oh, the true, yeah. audience, he
3: had to. Have, he he must have been down with the crew. He must have had an agent. <laughs> Everybody loved the crew.
0: I bet the crew was big in wrestling locker rooms in the Guarantee 80s. You, bro. They were probably like, yeah, let's snort our lines of cocaine to this <laughs> and go wrestle <laughs> <with> each other. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, I think uh, that's gonna wrap it up uh real quick uh does anybody have anything to plug anything they want to talk about that they want other people to you know, buy listen to whatever yeah,
3: i don't want to be fucking you know
0: do it hey
3: man this is d rotten go check out front of dungeon podcast you know it's on all social media and all that other bullshit you know and uh you better fucking check out pizza fucking pop podcast
0: <laughs> well if they're hearing this they're checking <laughs> they better yeah. fucking check it out dude <laughs> i'm gonna it's kick your the fucking ass i was on his podcast once it was very awesome we had a good time um Real quick, hey, I'm gonna be at WrestleMania, not like at in the state. I'm gonna be <laughs> at a tailgate party, and I'm going to officiate a wedding of two wrestling maniacs. The groom is gonna dress up like Ric Flair, and the bride is gonna dress up like Ronda Rousey, and they're bringing family and all That's the hot. the family's dra- dressing up. The groom sent me a picture the other day of like his nephew in a cane costume. It's fucking adorable. Good. Um, I'm very excited about this. So, if you're in the area and you want to go, do we know what section in the parking lot? I'm glad you asked. E9. We're shooting for E9. <laughs> uh, what Are you going to um, do is that Mania? In uh, yeah, in the parking lot. Holy shit! I'm marrying. I'm officiating a wedding in the parking lot. Dude, they're going to fucking videotape that. We're going to be surrounded. Oh, it's going to be awesome by wrestling maniacs. It's going to be fun. <laughs> so, if you're looking for a party, and there's going to it's going to be a party. It's it's, it's going to be more fun than Mania itself. There's going to be. Shit ton of beer, burgers and hot dogs, and we're just gonna have a blast. That's a lot of good, we already have a, a lot of good people showing up, and uh, yeah, so come on by. Let's let's turn it into. It'll be at Pat Scum's house. Oh uh, yeah, you guys should come by for the tailgate. <laughs> you should come by for the tailgate and then go back to his house. I gotta bring it up to him. Yeah, I'm man, bring, bring it, up. dude. Bring it up to him. I'm I'm officiating a wedding. It's happening. I bought a ref shirt. I'm the officiant. Fucking I'm an, I'm an official, you know what I'm saying? So uh, that, that's what I want to plug. I'm really excited about this. Uh, also really excited that I'm rebooting the podcast. haven't done it in a while. Thank you guys very much for being on it. Love it. Going to sponsor this motherfucker like this no tomorrow. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Man. Yeah, I mean, just, you know, repost them, or whatever. Share on Facebook. All right, thank you very much for listening, everybody. Have a great night or a great day or whatever time you're listening to this.